This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Thursday, April the 6th, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. We are back on track here with our fantastic guests, the Dean, Bill Kerlick, Mark Porter. Two of the best when it comes to recruiting, definitely the two best when it comes to Ohio, and we are loaded today. The Ohio State staff has done a great job providing us content for this show. I've said sometimes... We don't have much to talk about, and today was a day we had to lop off some really good topics. Let's start with what's become routine around here, and that is the addition of five-star receivers. Mylon Graham, New Haven, Indiana, arguably the best receiver in the Midwest, um, a five-star. I think everyone thought he was coming to Ohio State. He was basically discovered at the Ohio State camp by Brian Hartline last year. We had it. They were the Ohio State was his first major offer, and when that happens, it's a big deal. Bill, tell us about Mylon Graham's recruitment, um, what it means to add him to the fold, how it fits into the grand scheme of things. Are they already have Jeremiah Smith, the number one wide receiver in the country, committed? And then Mark Mylon is a guy you have broken down in the past, and you can let us know what they're getting. William, the floor is yours. Yeah, let's go back to uh, what you started with, Dan. Uh, when he he walks into the Ohio State camp, this doesn't happen very often, and you know, not 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 a lot has been known about this. He doesn't even have a scholarship offer. Many walks in, walks in high state camp, blows it out, and walks out with an offer. You know, usually when a a, a kid like that of that ability um, 
He doesn't just walk into a camp all of a sudden and get an offer for the first time, uh, especially, you know, at the beginning of June. Somebody has offered him some point before, but, you know, you watched him, and I know Mark was there as well that day, and uh, you're blown away by him. And, um, you know, after that, obviously, the offers continued to roll in. Um, I think everybody pretty much knew uh, for the last few weeks it was a matter of when Milan Graham committed to Ohio State, or if he committed to Ohio State, but more like when he committed. And he went ahead and pulled the trigger finally uh, and announced for Ohio State. So that gives them, as you said, Dan, two five-star wide receivers in the class. It's going to be a class of three or maybe four wide receivers. And spaces are, are, are tightening up. And that's part of the reason why, you know, I've felt for a little bit now that uh, Jeremiah McClellan would likely end up at Ohio State's class. And now that uh, space is tightened up, you know, he, he cannot wait around a long, long time. And I don't think he will. And I went ahead and crystal balled him to Ohio State uh, last night. And the beat goes on for Brian Hartline. You know, what else can you say? Mark, you've done a review of uh, Milan. And anybody who has not seen the recent camp video just showing his releases from the line of scrimmage, it's almost awe-inspiring. He has – so uh, when we discussed it, he really does look almost like a carbon copy of Chris Olave in terms of his body type and um, his movement skills. With Jeremiah Smith being the Marvin Harrison clone, it's like Hotline's now just putting together some kind of dream team. Your thoughts on Milan? Yeah, you know, when we talked about it last week, that's what we said. He's a lot like Chris Olave, same size, 170 pounds, not the biggest guy. But sometimes when you get those lighter guys, that's where the explosiveness comes from. You can't be heavy, per se, and be an explosive player. It's harder to do the heavier you get. So when you find these guys like this, you know, and it's like Brian Hartline has a type. If, if there was a crowd full of 100,000 people – Brian Hartline could look out through it and find the girls that are his type very easily. He'd be like, there's seven of them in that crowd. And I think it's the same thing when he's watching receiver film. When I keep breaking down these tapes, and even the one we're going to do on Jeremiah today, it's, an, it's another receiver. That I feel like I've seen this receiver before. I feel like it's just a continuation of some of last year's breakdowns. And, and at the risk of being repetitive for the Bucknut fans as I'm doing the write-ups, I'm like, I feel like I'm writing and giving the same thoughts again, but they're very positive thoughts. They're the type of thoughts you want. And I think it's what Brian Hartline sees. Anytime I see these things and want to say these things about a receiver, we got a winner here. And I think I'm starting to feel that same way. Like whenever I break down, he's, I'm like, here we go again. It's another Garrett Wilson clone. It's another Chris Olave fellow. Uh, it's another, you know, just uh, Marvin Harrison or uh, Emeka Buka clone. So same thing here. But the explosion, the speed, those are all the markers I think he's really looking for. I mean, the route running, he can polish it up a little bit, but these guys have go-go juice. They, they run out of the stadium when they're so fast. So another good one here. Yeah, Dan, Dan let me interrupt real quick. Um, get back to what you started this with, Dan, watching that um, um, highlights of Graham on Bucknuts on that video releasing at the line of scrimmage. I mean, it's, it's, it's spot on. It, it really, if you want to jam this kid at the line of scrimmage, I would say good luck. You know, it's just probably not going to happen. And I, I want to real quick also say a little off of this topic, but kind of on it. 
um, it, it, it was out there that um, uh, Michigan's new quarterback commitment, uh, Jaden Davis, is working to flip some Ohio State commitments. I know Jeremiah Smith has been mentioned and so forth. And I, I would like to say kind of the same thing uh, on that one. Good luck. You know, uh, uh, trying to flip these guys, these wide receivers, you know, that are committed to Ohio State. Uh, when, when you are wide receiver, you good luck. Listen, I can say this over and over again, and it, you know, it gets repetitive, but it's it's a good kind of repetitive. The people that come to Ohio State are coming here to go to the NFL. Every kid that comes to Ohio State is the best player in the history of his town. And when you go to college, just like if you're pre-law, pre-med, or you're going to the school that specializes in that. By the way, the NFL draft is coming up. They're going to have the number one receiver picked. It's just like you're they're into the choose, uh, the select, not recruit part. It's, I've said this before. It's like back in the day with Duke and Carolina and basketball. They didn't recruit. I'm telling you. They selected. I know one kid that was walking to the podium to commit to Michigan, and I said to him, if 30 seconds before you get to the podium, North Carolina calls, where are you going to school? And he said, North Carolina. Okay, so to be a wide receiver at Ohio State has now gotten like that. And just one anecdotal story. The last Indiana receiver that made a big impression as a junior was Terry McLaurin. And they sent him back to Indiana without a scholarship to earn one his senior year. So Mylon Graham, not being known, getting one on day one at a camp, lets you know what you got. And um, super, super impressive. All right, Bill. That was the appetizer. This will be the entree. Air Nolan visited Ohio State this past weekend. He is going to decide where he's going to college verbally for the masses if we don't crash the site on Saturday. Other suitors include Miami and Texas A&M. Alabama's even been mentioned at times late here. I don't think they're really in the mix, but it's important to note that Miami and Texas A&M are known on the recruiting trail for things other than football. Uh, I think we all know what that might be, and it has something to do with cash. Aaron Nolan will make his decision this weekend. Um, What's your vibe? If Aaron Nolan were to announce right this minute, I feel good about saying that it would be Ohio State. That is, you know, what I've the 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 vibe is that um, great visit to Ohio State. I am told this past weekend they, you know, obviously rolled out the red carpet. They had the student appreciation day scrimmage practice and. Uh, Aaron Nolan, I, I think he was pretty much on, you know, uh, taking snaps. He was that close to the action the whole time. He didn't stray far from Corey Dennis and Ryan Day uh, as that scrimmage was going on. Uh, he listened intently for, and, you know, got everything uh, uh, digested, so to speak. And I think he loves it, Ohio State. He talked to Jelani Thurman, who, uh, of course, is from the same high school and, if he comes to Ohio State, Aaron Olin, he will be throwing to Jelani Thurman because Jelani Thurman is going to be a big-time tight end for Ohio State. Uh, Jelani Thurman loves it at Ohio State, and, of course, he has let Aaron Olin know that. Uh, Jelani Thurman uh, basically has told Aaron Olin, everything they told me 
when I was being recruited is exactly as it is now that I'm here. And that's what an endorsement, what, you know, for, for uh, how you were recruited and all. So, uh, you know, if Aaron Nolan were to pick today, I really would uh, be shocked if it wasn't Ohio state, but he's announcing on uh, Saturday. And as you know, the NIL is a huge part of college, most college decisions. Now that's my one Concern, I guess, if I'm Ohio State, is that at the last minute, you know, with all the NIL stuff flying, that somebody can change his mind. Um, so we'll see. But I, I like the Buckeyes, and we'll, we'll see if anything can change his mind. Again, that's my perception that his mind is on Ohio State. Marcus, you have done a review of him. Interestingly, he's a left-hander. I can't remember the big, my last big-time left-hander they've gone after. You guys can correct me. I know there was some chat on the boards where the name Belisari came up. Um, Bowserman came up. He's right-handed. By the way, if you have a chance to go back and look at that graphic they did for Bowserman, it's the funniest thing ever done at Ohio State, and those who know, know. Mark, what, are they, what would they be getting, excuse me, in Aaron Nolan? Yeah, when you say lefty, I'm a lefty, so I, I like lefties. Um, the first thing – that I kind of wrote one of the comments is you don't notice he's a lefty when you watch him right away because he's got such a fluid throwing motion. It doesn't – most lefties, when you see him throw, it stands out as awkward. Like, oh, something's different, and your brain automatically goes, what's different about this? Oh, he's a lefty. You know, he's so smooth that you just get used to it, and you don't – like kind of like a Steve Young or something, you forget they're lefties. Uh, unbelievable smooth throwing motion. You know, he repeats the same thing every time with the spiral – and he's years ahead of where he should be. We, we slowed down some plays in the film where he's actually doing a fake and looking off at the same time and coming back across the field and doing it instantaneously. Like he snaps his eyes over, gets the pitcher and fires, which that's about as good as it gets. A, a short window of time to, to decide and decipher things and you're still throwing accuracy. If you notice, there's some guys that stare at their targets and wait for them to come open, and they still don't have it. When guys like this just get a quick snapshot, that tells me we're dealing with someone who's a little better than the rest in the mind area, which is hard to evaluate on film at the high school level because a lot of throws are one-read throws that are pretty easy. Uh, checks the box and arm strength, has ideal height, weight, speed, uh, and he runs very well. You know, we only had three or four clips on there, but Man, I, I think he's one of those guys that will beat you with his feet. I don't want to get excited. He's not Mike Vick or anything like that. But, you know, this Ohio State offense, I know the fans want that extra dimension that Stroud kind of showed up late in the year with. Like, oh, well, he can run? Well, where was this? You know, I think that would help the offense. It would, you know, maybe get you some looks that if they had to crowd the box or be worried about a running quarterback with the speed we have at receiver, maybe, you know, touchdown city, maybe that's why we don't see those looks. But, Boy, he, he's really good. You know, Dylan Raiola, I, I loved him, and I think we threw out some comparisons. Like, he's so big and strong that the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert types come to mind. You know, maybe that would be an upside for him down the road. And I think I compared Aaron Nolan the more with Deshaun Watson. You know, he he looks to throw, he does. not run. He's back there as a throwing quarterback. He Like Deshaun Watson, he can take off and run. He's just as fast as anybody, but – those guys will stand back there and play quarterback first before they play athlete. I think you made a great point, and I think the term, if you're going to nerd out, is eye manipulation, and he is special at that. And like you said, you don't really see that a lot 
in uh, the high school. No, one, high school is a, a one or two read system. You know, like here's the we're reading the flat defender here. We're it's reading the, the throw to Jelani Thurman. Yeah, we're reading the deep third. Find Jelani and throw it to him. Yeah, in that that yeah, I mean, a lot of high school receivers are guilty of having a best friend or a you know reliable receiver where they lock on a lot. So watching this kid truly execute an offense the way you should, the way it's drawn up and, you know, staring guys down. It's pretty impressive. So here's my final point on Aaron Nolan, verbally at least. Um, I'm playing around on the message boards, but before he commits, the schools he's considering, um, if Alabama is really not in the mix, and Bill, I want to get to that here in a second. If he's really considering Miami and Texas A&M versus Ohio State, this is purely a financial decision because you would never choose Miami and Texas A&M over Ohio State to play quarterback. As much as we say wide receiver you, the last three quarterbacks have been at the Waldorf Astoria in uh, New York for the Heisman ceremony, okay? And if you're talking about money, if you project out what CJ is going to get signed for, Dwayne Haskins, Justin Fields, CJ Stroud, were both handed, were all handed a check of an average of $15 million before they spent a day in the NFL for a signing bonus. So there is no NI deal out there now that's going to pay you $15 million. And if that's been reported, it's BS. So you're kind of, it's now or later. And by the way, the 15 million you get as a quarterback, they pay you after your signing bonus too. So Justin Fields, um, the late Dwayne Haskins, if you can even go further back, C.J. Stroud is going to make a first or second pick, twenty-five or twenty-six million dollars in signing bonus. That is Aaron Nolan family set up for uh, several generations. So, truly an incredible setup. Let's take a quick break here at the sixteen-minute mark. Come back and talk about more great recruiting. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, Bill, you have placed a crystal ball for Jeremiah McClellan. We talked about that quickly. Let's touch on that again. What is he like? They've got a little St. Louis pipeline going here. And then um, Mark, a quick scouting report. Yeah, Jeremiah was one of the many great players that visited Ohio State the weekend of March 25th on that Saturday when they when they had the scrimmage and all. And it was kind of a who's who of high school great greats that were visiting Ohio State for that day, March 25th and that weekend. He was one of them. Um, yeah, I think that uh, yeah, he wanted to kind of go through, wants to kind of go through things, uh, 
methodically a little bit, you know, drop his top 12 and so on and so forth, which he did. Um, but, you know, talking to Jeremiah after that visit, he and his parents loved it at Ohio State. You know, it, it was a visit that went extremely well. Um, but he knows that, you know, space isn't going to be open forever. Um, going through the process and all, he can't go through the process in all likelihood until uh, uh, the middle of July because Brian Hartline is going to get those slots filled. Um, so now with Mylon Graham in and Jeremiah Smith in, it's really starting to tighten up. They're going to take three for sure. I could see four. Um, and you got some really great wide receivers out there still. So I think, uh, you know, I finally had, went ahead and dropped the crystal ball for him. And, and I feel good about that pick. And we'll see how much longer this one goes. But I like where Ohio State is at. Mark, you've got a preview of or a scouting report coming later. So we don't want to give away too much. But it does seem to me like uh, Brian Hartline is like a mad scientist now and has sat back and said, all right, Jeremiah Smith is my uh, Marvin Harrison. Mylon Graham will be my Chris Olave. And I need a guy for the slot with some juice. Jeremiah McClellan reminds me of K.J. Hill with like some extra burner on him. Has uh, mad scientists come up with the ultimate trio? Yeah, you know, th this player – I put a lot of his bubble screens and his jet sweeps in because he's got that running back ability. Like you're saying, he can make something out of nothing. You throw him something in space and he can jiggle out of it. And then he has the burst to take the, to the house. Uh, but he is that guy that you want to use in the slot motion back and forth. Uh, he's not Paris Campbell with straight line speed, mm -hmm. but he's got that uh, maybe Curtis Samuel to him or something, you know, like, like you said, these guys have a tight, uh, he kind of reminded me of Brandon Ennis, 190 pounds. He's got some thickness to his lower body, so guys will drip off of him like water sometimes when they go to tackle him. They'll just slide down his body because he's got lower leg strength and lower leg power. Uh, but, yeah, we'll break him down. We're giving away a little bit much, or you're not going to watch the video. Right. No, he's great, and he's definitely someone to look forward to. It's almost to the point now where – we, we, we want you to watch the content and pay attention, but if Brian Hartline offers the guy, it's almost like the dude's been knighted now to me. I, I, I move on mentally, and same with quarterback. You're not going to get better recruiting at quarterback and wide receiver than they have right now. I'm not sure anybody's ever recruited at this level. So there's some more questions on that. We will get to the, to the end with that. But I want to talk about two guys who have been um, in the news lately because they were on campus. They play the same position. We've talked about them a ton. And that is Aaron Scott from Springfield, Bryce West from Glenville. Two, I would say, elite corner prospects. Um, both were on campus earlier this week. Bill, there's been a lot of chatter about uh, the team up north working Glenville and doing a better job in, in uh, the state. Both those guys are on their radar. I'm confident Ohio State will get both. Should I be confident? And what would they be getting? William? Well, uh, I have both of them crystal ball to Ohio State, have had them crystal ball to Ohio State for a long time. And their visits, uh, Aaron Scott and his um, mother uh, were at Ohio State on Monday. It was a one-day visit. Bryce West and both of his parents were at Ohio State on Monday and Tuesday uh, for a multi-day visit. And uh, they spent a lot of time together. It, things went very well. 
they have talked about, you know, a lot of their scholarship offers are from the same school schools. Uh, Michigan has offered both as of, of course, the Buckeyes. So we've got a uh, Michigan-Ohio State battle potentially set up there. And, you know, I, I like Ohio State's chances. They have talked about going to the same school together. As uh, And I talked last night again with Aaron Scott. And, you know, he, he said, yeah, we've talked about it. We It would be great and all. But we're, in the end, we're going to pick the school that's best for us. And if it ends up being the same school, great. It, I think it will be. I think it'll be Ohio State. Um, I still feel good about them. Um, do, which, by the way, Demario, Demarion Witten, the tight end from Glenville, I like him up to Ohio State, too. Uh, I like him to Ohio State a lot. He uh, visited Ohio State uh, this past weekend again. I, th- I believe he was at Ohio State for the March 25th scrimmage as well. Um, but I continue to like the Buckeyes there. But he's going to go through the process, the recruiting process, and visit schools before he decides. But getting back to West and uh, Scott, they are going to go through the process. They're going to take their official visits. Um, in the case of Scott, we're not going to be waiting a long time unless something changes after those visits. His plan is to take his visits, um, to visit uh, Ohio State, most likely as his last visit. That would be the last weekend in June. And then make a decision shortly after that, either late June or early July. Uh, Bryce West has his visit to Ohio State locked in for that last weekend. Um, so I think that they will both in all likelihood be together on the Ohio State campus again for their official visits that last weekend in June, giving the Buckeyes the last shot. I continue like Ohio State there. Mark, we've talked about him enough. Just quick, both are up to snuff nationally and of the guys you've looked at. I mean, you can put in context. When was the last time we had two corners this good in one class? Yeah, in recent memory, I, yeah, it's been a while. I mean – Duran Grant, I'm trying to think of some of the guys that have come from Ohio, but we're not a corner state usually. It's the linebackers and linemen, tight ends, stuff like that. Uh, both passed the, the sniff test. Uh, what, what I like to say about them is they're both safety bodies, safety tackling ability, playing corner with corner, wide receiver speed, ball skills. Uh, if either one of them flipped over receiver, they're top receivers in the country. By the way, these were two of the most boring guys to go watch in person because the other team literally never threw against them. It was to the point where we almost didn't scout their games. I'm not even kidding about that. We like we had to decide where to send guys at some point. It was like, you're not going to see anything. We could see that on tape. So everyone was sold. Let's go through some questions. Dan, Dan I got to tell you a quick uh, antidotal thing about uh, Aaron West. Uh, I was talking to somebody about Aaron West, or I'm sorry, Aaron Scott. If you combine them, you'll have the greatest cornerback of all time. Go ahead. Aaron Scott, I should say. Uh, I was talking to somebody about Aaron Scott and uh, the visit that uh, he and Bryce West had to Ohio State when they were there together. Um, uh, I said they're pretty much – Ohio State's got a shot at a lot of great cornerbacks in this class. You know, Miles Lockhart and, and uh, Zabian Brown and uh, uh, yeah, I, I could go go on and on. But I, I said, you know, when you look at it, uh, West and Scott are pretty much at the top of the food chain as far as what Ohio State wants and has to get. And the person said to me, they said, I think that was the exact same words that uh, – uh, Ryan Day used when he was talking to the two of them. You guys are at the top of the food chain, uh, and we really, being Ohio guys, want you to stay in Ohio. 
some of it is luck. Now, you can't control who's in your class every year, but a pair of twin offensive linemen that are excellent and a pair of corners at this level is I'd have to go back and check. I'm not sure Ohio's been that uh, productive for the Buckeyes in some time, so let's not look a gift horse in the mouth there. We've got actually a bunch of really good questions here, some real good follow-ups. I think we hit the left-handed quarterback stuff. Let's do this. William, you're up. Any word on Elias Rudolph and Booker Pickett? Elias Rudolph, of course, the Taft defensive end who has migrated south to Deerfield Beach, excuse me. Booker Pickett, the nephew of Ryan Pickett, I believe, from Florida as well. Both are guys on the edge who make life heck for the quarterback. Bill, the latest. Well, uh, I'm going to be checking again on Elias Rudolph and probably in the next week because I was told that uh, when last I talked uh, about where he's going to end up, it still wasn't known. He is at Deerfield Beach in Florida now. Uh, he had not ruled out the possibility of coming back to Ohio and playing his senior year of football at Taft High School. Um, they were hoping to get some confirmation or know what is going to happen by by mid-April. Um, so I'm going to be checking on that in the next, say, week or so uh, to see if he has made, you know, if we do know where. And, I, and that's a, an important part of his recruitment. If he stays in Florida um, at Deerfield Beach uh, through the end of his senior season, I think that thing, throws things more up in the air a bit. If he comes back and he's at Taft, uh, for his senior season. I think that greatly favors Ohio State. So we'll see what happens on that one. Um, not to say that he couldn't end up at Ohio State even if he plays his senior season in Deerfield Beach, but I think it'd be better, obviously, for Ohio State if he comes back. Um, as far as Pickett, he, he is a legacy for Ohio State, uh, uh, again, with Ryan Pickett. But he also um, has connections and legacy-wise to Florida State, for instance. So it, that's going to be a tough one to see what happens there. But I think I, uh, it was safe to say Ohio State is absolutely in the running uh, for him to follow through with his Ohio State legacy and be a Buckeye. But, again, you know, he's got connections at the, it's the Florida schools too, so we'll see. A little bit of interesting note on Elias Rudolph. And we got this from Andrew Ivins, who uh, the director of scouting for the network, who's based in Fort Lauderdale and really knows Florida better than anybody. It wasn't like uh, Rudolph transferred to IMG or American Heritage. You know, he transferred to a school that's kind of floundering in football. So Ivan was actually kind of surprised he chose Deerfield Beach. I think it was more like, Bill, you've told us in the past, just his mom wanting to get in the warm weather and something they planned for a while. So perhaps that could work in Ohio State's favor. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like IMG where, you know, a lot of the SE schools have a condo across the street ready to go back over and check the kids out all the time. And if he comes back to Ohio, Taft, as Mark will tell you, is loaded. You okay. know, they went into the playoffs and all that, and they got a lot of those guys back. They're going to win a lot of games. All right. Ryan Snyder asked quickly, any intel on transfer kids signing with Buckeye Hoops? I would say the name to watch is Jamison Battle out of Minnesota. Um, William. Charles Lester or Kobe Black? Which one would you rather have? Charles Lester, I believe, 
is a Florida guy favoring Florida from, State. He's from Sarasota. I just broke him down, and so is the. I just I'm, bro I'm breaking down both of those guys right. that are probably playing on the screen behind me. Kobe Black <laughs> is actually a quarterback, uh, skill type guy who plays some corner and would project a corner at Carrollton from Texas. We talked about him with Brian Peroni the other day, and he said he's a legit five star. So, Bill, who do you think they'd rather have? Uh, I think they'd love to have either. Well, first, yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah, whoever. They're both great players. And, uh, you know, I don't, I guess that's really tough. If I had to pick one, I'd probably go with Lester, but I'll, I'll you know, what do you think, Mark? I mean, you, you're breaking them down. I was, gonna, I was, when I was doing their film, I did a very similar breakdown on both. I did half of their highlights on offense to show you what, explosive receivers and athletes they were. But then I did the other half where they play on defense. And, boy, are they long. And I thought the question would be even better for Bill. I'll throw this one back. Who would you rather have, those two or Bryce West and Aaron Scott? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> but, 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 yeah. I mean, but those, right now, guys. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, really, that, that's that's the type of – like, you couldn't tell between which one you liked. I probably couldn't say between either one. They're both long, prototypical, speed, burst, athletic ability. I mean, again, I mean, we're breaking down players for Ohio State. They better all look like this. They better be top of the food chain. So, yeah, these are top of the food chain guys, too. Wonderful. Good one here, Bill. This is what I was kind of referring to earlier. The Oracle. It's rumored that Alabama wants Aaron Nolan over Julian saying which one – does Ohio State really want? This is a reference to Julian Sand. I believe if he wasn't the first quarterback they offered in the class, he was close. He is committed to Alabama. Makes for a very interesting uh, conundrum there, Bill. How would you work it out? What's your vibe? Well, my vibe is that Sand stays uh, with Alabama and his commitment there, and Nolan ends up at Ohio State would be my vibe right now. Again, though, it's not until Saturday that Nolan announces. So we'll see. But that's my current vibe. Uh, da, 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 da. This is your wheelhouse, Marcus. Up your way. Has Ohio State offered Brian Robinson or just no interest? Yeah, we've taken this question before. Uh, they've had interest. They had him down for the Michigan game. Uh, if you follow Instagram and Twitter, you see how the end of that Insta that that game went with the Robinson tweet. Uh, I'm not sure it was in favor of Ohio State. It was more in favor of Michigan. Uh, most of the activity I see now is Michigan lean. Um, I think NIL will be in play for Brian Robinson. Uh, he has the you know top echelon talent. He could be a Buckeye, but I think some of these other defensive ends that are defensive linemen that Ohio State likes. Uh, you know, he might be a little farther down the pecking order nationally. I'm, I'm breaking down another one right now from uh, that the Ohio State's offer, and he's big time. So he, he's got some big time national guys to fight off, and I think he's in a Michigan lean or NIL type player, which, like we've talked, uh, Ohio State's maybe not going to play the NIL game for every player. Maybe, maybe quarterback, maybe corner, maybe left tackle. You might have to break the bank every now and then. But, yeah, defensive end, we'll see. Yeah. Like you said, and uh, we've got some information coming in the boarding house today about a freshman at Ohio State who is not from Ohio. They are recruiting the best of the best, so 
it's not necessarily besmirching anybody's talent if they don't go your way. It's it's a tough, tough. The, the Williams Nanner, what's the, how do you say that? Williams Winary. Winary, there you go. That just broke him down. I, I could see why Ohio State likes him a smidge better. You know, so I, just to put a little meat on that bone and just not make up players, the player playing behind me will give Brian Robinson a run for his money. So it's not like they're going to miss out if they don't get him, you know, but he is a talented player and he has upside. And you hate to see him go to Michigan with the motivation to come back and haunt you. Can't get everybody. All right. Kevin Brown has a question. What's the word on KJ Bolden? All right, Bill, this one's interesting to me because. Normally, K.J. Bolden, uh, Georgia native, I believe, uh, highly coveted by the Bulldogs. I believe he's listed as a safety, which is kind of a means athlete to me. He's also the cousin of Perry Eliano, who is actually Ohio State's safeties coach. So now, if your cousin is a safety and you're the safeties coach, Shouldn't you be able to attract your cousin to the fold, Bill Go? All right. You're, these questions are killing me as far as my rumblings and rumors column because I've got that coming out again, the next edition in the next day or so. And the first or second item that I've already got on there is about K.J. Bolden and where Ohio State stands. So I'll go ahead and kill my own column a little bit here. But uh, I, I was talking to a, a really, really good source in Georgia, uh, I believe it was yesterday, and we talked about K.J. Bolden. And um, that is going to be a, an interesting recruitment. As this person said, K.J. Bolden loves Ohio State. He, as, he, as this person put, he loves it up there. But – You've got the Georgia Bulldogs right there and, you know, in your backyard, so to speak. It's going to be interesting. I don't know which way it's going to go. And I don't think anybody knows right now. But I do think it's, you know, Ohio State, like like the source said, he loves it up there. I don't think Ohio State would have a chance without Perry Eliano, to be honest with you. So as much as he likes Ohio State, the way George is recruiting right now, it should be interesting. But that would be a major, major pull. All right, last one. We've got to go here. JoJo Trader, Bill, any chance he's in this class? I think there's a chance. But, um, again, you know, that may be one of the reasons perhaps Jeremiah McClellan wants to jump in sooner rather than later, perhaps. I don't know. But uh, uh, not Jeremiah McClellan's a great player. So uh, when he's ready to jump in, you know, you, you, the pool is open, so to speak. Uh, he's that good. But uh, – yeah, I think there's a chance Trader ends up at Ohio State. Um, I think right now, if I had to put uh, put it anyway, I'd put it. I'd, I'd probably take the field versus Ohio State for Trader. But yeah, there's a chance. One thing you'll know is uh, we are talking about the best of the best on here. There are so many schools that could watch this podcast and just get angry at us for saying the guys we're not going to get because they're not going to get anywhere close to those guys. So. We thank Ohio State for providing us so much recruiting content. I thank myself for having Bill and Mark on the staff and making it so great. We appreciate everybody stopping by. Obviously, this is a huge weekend, people. Saturday, is the air up there or not? you got to know we will be all over that. Have a good one, Bucknutters.
It's the NFL offseason, but I'll pick six. Part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. 